Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Hello, community. I want to start by telling you a story of something that happened to me this week, and you're not going to believe it. Um, I was on my way to the dentist. I was in my car. I'm driving when all of a sudden, Can you believe that? Isn't it unbelievable? Hold it. You, you, you couldn't hear me? Okay. You were not able to hear what I was saying because of all the other noises that drowned out my voice. Experts in communication tell us that noise is the number one factor that keeps us from effective communication. And in fact, experts have been able to kind of categorize the kind of noises that impede our ability to communicate with one another. They would tell you that, first of all, there's physical noise. Okay, that can get in the way of communication. Secondly, tell you there's also psychological noise. It can keep us from listening and communicating effectively. But then finally, there's also spiritual noise. That's also a barrier. Now, I want you to hold on and remember all three of those noises, because I'm going to come back to those a little later, because we're going to discover that these noises not only affect our communication with one another, but they also affect our communication with God. And that's where we're headed as we continue our series, Hearing God. Now, earlier this year, we introduced a simple definition for a disciple of Jesus. And we said this, a disciple is a person who hears from God and does what he says. Let that sink in. I really want this to stick. If it hasn't yet, a disciple is a person who hears from God and does what he says. And if that's true, and I believe it is, then learning to hear from God is one of the most important tasks for any follower of Jesus. It was a great spiritual writer, Henry Nouwen, he put it this way. God speaks to us not only once in a while, but always. Now we hear that, and I know for me, I kind of question, God speaks always? And God wants to speak to me? And, and if this is all true, then how, how do I hear from God? And how, how do I know if, if what I'm hearing is from God or, or not? And, and how do I recognize his voice? Over the last couple of weeks, we've been learning some ways that God speaks to us. And we've learned that the foundational way that God speaks to us is through Jesus. Okay, think of it this way. A relationship with Jesus is the primary, kind of like the primary frequency by which God's voice can be tuned into and heard. Now, if you missed any of the messages in this series, I want to encourage you, go back and watch the messages on demand. And today, what we're going to do today is we're going to explore another way that God speaks to us, a way that is often subtle, that can be easily missed, especially because of all the noise different kinds of noise that is continually bombarding us. So let's begin by looking at a story about how God spoke to a man named Elijah. Now, to give you a little background, uh, Elijah was a prophet and a frustrated prophet, frustrated because more and more people were worshiping a false god rather than the true god. And so what Elijah does, he challenges the prophets of this false god to a contest to see which god would show up in the most powerful way. Would it be their god or his god, the god of Israel? 
Both set up altars. Both prepared offerings. Then they each asked their own God to send down fire from heaven to consume the offering. Now, the followers of the false god, they went first, and they prayed. They prayed and they prayed for, for their God to send down fire, and they waited, and they waited, and waited, and nothing happens. Nothing. So now it's Elijah's turn. He starts by taunting the other prophets. And then on top of that, he douses the altar with buckets and buckets and buckets of water. It's soaking wet. And and he's kind of like, okay, watch this, guys. And he prays to his God, the God of Israel, to bring down fire. And he waits. And then suddenly fire, the Bible says the fire comes raining down from heaven, burns up not only the offering, but the whole soggy altar as well. And it was this like spectacular show of God's power and glory. Now, if that's me, Elijah, if that's me, I'm like, in your face, false prophets, right? Because I'm feeling pretty good about what just went down. And you might think that Elijah would feel the same way, full of faith, full of confidence. But that's not what happens. Somehow Elijah found out that a powerful woman named Jezebel heard what he had done and that she was very upset about it and that she vowed to have him killed. Now, despite this awesome display of God's power that Elijah had just experienced, he starts freaking out over Jezebel's threat. In fact, he runs away. He starts praying, God, just take me now. God, I want to die. And and at first, the story can be confusing. But you know, on second thought, life is kind of like that, isn't it? I mean, we go from high highs to low lows in a matter of, you know, days or hours, sometimes minutes. I mean, for a lot of us, you might relate to this. We come, we, we worship together like this, and it's, it's like a high, high. We come here with an expectancy to hear from God, that God's going to do something. We actually feel His presence. We learn some new truths from His Word together. It's a high, high. And then Monday morning comes, and we're back in the chaos of getting the kids ready for school. Or maybe you get a notice from your credit card bill that it's past due, and you're not sure you can afford the balance. Or that sickness is still there. Or that relationship is still strained. And suddenly the high highs of worshiping together quickly fade and become low lows as we hit, okay, reality, the reality of our everyday lives. It's kind of like uh, the Bears-Broncos game a couple weeks ago. You remember this? If you're, if you're a Bears fan, you're going to remember this. You'd like to forget it. If you remember the first half, the windless Bears, we go up 21-7, 21-7. Our quarterback, Justin Fields, completes, right, a record 16 consecutive passes, most ever in Bears history. Then in the second half, the Bears come out, they score first, and they are now winning 28-7. to Highest of highs for us Bear fans. But then the uh, also winless Broncos come out and they score 24 straight points, and the Bears lose again 31-28. Lowest of lows. Well, back to our story. Right there, highest of highs, lowest of lows. That's how Elijah felt at this moment. He'd experienced the highest of highs, but now all of a sudden he's feeling the lowest of lows. So God leads Elijah to a mountain where he spends the night in a cave. And then we're told that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. And he asked him, what are you doing here, Elijah? 
Elijah starts to pour out all his complaints. He tells God, he says, God, I, 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 I've tried to do everything right. I've been faithful to you. And now you're, you're going to let this wicked woman kill me. Well, if it continue the story, right there from 1 Kings chapter 19, it says this. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah needed to hear from God. He really did. And God spoke not in the whirlwind, not in the earthquake, not in a fire. But he did speak in a gentle whisper. Elijah heard a small, still voice, and he recognized it. That was God. I think many times when you and I, when we're struggling, when we're desperate, and we need, we want to hear from God. There's a part of us, we want it in a dramatic way. We want fire to come down from heaven. But more often than not, God's voice comes to us in a whisper. Author Pete Gregg, he writes about this brilliantly. He says, perhaps the problem with such displays of power and the reason God patently refrains from speaking in such ways most of the time is that they belie the fundamental gentleness and intimacy of his heart. Dramatic revelations impress, for sure, but they can also intimidate, dominate, and alienate those on the receiving end. And so, the potentate of time, creator of the rolling spheres, ineffably sublime, chooses to whisper in our ear way more often then he shouts from the skies. Here's what's so remarkable about this story. The same God who whispered to Elijah is the same God who whispers to us, you and me, today. In fact, just for a moment, let me talk to you about how the Holy Spirit whispers to us. And, and for many of us, the Holy Spirit seems either this intimidating and powerful or sort of abstract and removed. I'll, I'll tell you what, do this for me. Help me out. I want you to close your eyes. And when you close your eyes, I'm going to ask you just to pay attention to what comes to mind. All right, go ahead and close your eyes. Now, what comes to mind when you hear me say, Holy Spirit? Pay attention. What, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Holy Spirit? Uh, for whatever reason, for me, it, it, it's often this picture of wind, wind. But that's not really helpful because you literally can't see wind. But other times, it's like another direction. My mind will take me and it's like fire. But, but fire is kind of intimidating and, and, and dangerous. I think what this story between Elijah and God reveals is that the picture, perhaps the, the best picture you could have in your mind when it comes to the Holy Spirit is a picture of someone 
whispering, whispering. There's this beautiful verse in Isaiah that captures how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And it says this, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The Spirit of God is with us, guiding us oftentimes with just a whisper. I I think Jesus himself had this idea of a whisper in mind when he describes the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And he says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And I think he does it in a whisper. All right, so how does this work for us? I think these whispers, I think the whisper often feels, I mean, it literally almost feels like a nudge or or kind of just very gentle prompting. I mean, for me, sometimes during a busy or stressful moment, I'll get a gentle whisper that that says, hey, David's going to be all right. I'm with you. I think that's the Spirit whispering. Sometimes this whisper is, is for others. I'll be sitting in front of my laptop. And I don't know how else to describe it except to say the Holy Spirit will kind of prompt me. An idea comes to mind. You you should really send that person a text. And it's like a whisper, a prompt from the Spirit. Or sometimes it happens when I'm with my family and I just kind of get this nudge. It doesn't feel like it's me talking to myself. It feels like something else that, hey, you should slow down in this conversation and ask a lot more questions. Sometimes this whisper actually speaks through a Bible verse that I'm reading or maybe a song that I'm listening to. Or a lot of times when you slow down and there's a moment of beauty out in nature, you get that? But the truth is it can happen pretty much anywhere. But to be really clear, normally, like Elijah, it's a small, gentle, quiet whisper. And because of this, okay, because of this, it's easy to miss. And you know, that, that's one of the reasons I love kind of the, the meta-narrative of this series, a story we keep coming back to throughout this series about the two disciples walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus. If you remember, there's two disciples, and, and they're just walking along, and they're walking and talking about what's going on. <clears throat> Truth is, they're, they're distracted by the noise of current events. What has happened is they're grieving because their friend Jesus is now dead, and that's when, and I love this moment, when Jesus w- just shows up and starts walking with them and talking to them and even teaching them. But we're told they still don't recognize him. But once Jesus goes into their home at their invitation, and you remember this moment, if you've read this or heard this or heard it's been part of the series, he breaks the bread and they suddenly, suddenly realize, oh, we're with Jesus that Jesus is with them. And then the two disciples, they look at each other wondering, why didn't we recognize him sooner? And if you remember this, they say, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? I love that phrase. We're not our hearts burning. They're talking about a nudge, not about a prompting. Have you ever had that kind of experience? I mean, that, that sort of stirring in your chest when something moves you. And when you sense something important, something holy is kind of trying to get your attention. Let me explain to you. When, you, when that happens, that is God's Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is actually whispering to get your attention. And all this brings, brings us back to the problem we started with. It's so easy to miss the quiet whisper. And the reason why we miss it is that our life is just simply too full of noise. Like the two on the road to Emmaus. I mean, Jesus is right there, but we don't, we don't recognize him. So here's what, here's what I'm going to do. I want us to go back. Remember, I want to go back to how we can silence those three different kinds of noise I mentioned earlier so we can better hear from God. Remember, we talked about the first noise is physical noise. When I say physical noise, I'm talking about the phone, you know, kind of going off, the notifications buzzing, our kids playing, the TV blaring. Our lives are so loud. I mean, it can be very difficult for us to intentionally create space for silence. But that's the very thing we need to do. I think for us to hear a whisper from the Holy Spirit, we need some simple habits where we enter into physical silence. There's a great book that's been a huge national bestseller called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one of the reasons, I think, why it's been so successful, Atomic Habits, is that Clear argues we always think in order to improve ourselves, we need to do big, drastic changes. Wrong. What he goes on to point out is actually implementing a series of small, simple habits that build on each other is both what we need and is the way to have the greatest impact, and get the greatest change. So ask yourself, what would a simple habit of silence be that you could implement? A simple habit of silence. Uh, if you commute to work, maybe on your commute, instead of listening to music or a podcast, you intentionally sit in silence. And your car drive becomes like a sanctuary of silence on that commute the whole time there, or maybe the whole time back for you to hear from God. How, how about a simple walk around the block without AirPods? Just that walk around the block routinely. Maybe that's a way you could create a silent space to hear God's whisper. Or how about taking a daily task you do every day, like um, making coffee, uh, when, if you do that in the morning, or brushing your teeth, or taking a shower, and you intentionally do it in silence. I mean, that could create like a mini retreat of silence to hear God's whisper. We need silence. But it's not just physical noise that's a problem. We also experience, remember the second kind of noise? Psychological noise. Now, to be honest, most of the times, I feel like I have a stream of preoccupations running through my head. You know, sometimes it's about work, sometimes it's about family, sometimes it's just the random disruptions that inevitably pop up throughout the day. And so the noise just kind of ebbs and flows, ranging from a dull buzz all the way to a raging roar. And if we let the psychological noise, I'm telling you, it will drown out the whisper of God. But if we can pause and actually center ourselves, we can create space to hear from God. One of the most helpful hacks uh, I've heard from brain scientists has to do with our nervous system and our breathing. Uh, uh, this is how it works. You breathe in slowly and deeply through your nose, and you hold it for just a few seconds, and then you breathe out slowly through your mouth. And you count slowly to three for each stage. We can even kind of try it together. Breathe in slowly through your nose. Count. 
Then breathe out slowly through your mouth. Right? So you breathe in slowly through your nose. Count. And then breathe out slowly through your mouth. And it takes all of about, what, nine seconds. And there's nothing magical going on. But when you focus on your breathing, it allows your nervous system to calm down and freeze your brain to focus on the current moment you're in. And maybe if we're a little less distracted, maybe just a little less anxious, we're a little more able to hear what God might be whispering. But in addition to the physical and the psychological noise, there's also spiritual noise. Spiritual noise. Silence and centering are both great, great tools, but they won't do us much good if we don't do them just for our own sake. Our real goal as followers of Jesus is to hear from God and then do what he says. In a passage where Jesus calls himself the good shepherd and he calls us the sheep, he says this, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out, all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Take that in. See, see, God wants to speak to you. God wants to lead you. When we set up a simple habit of silence and we intentionally center ourselves to quiet even the psychological noise, we'll find that God regularly and repeatedly speaks to us. And so often in my life, the words from God are gentle and small. A simple nudge to remind me that he loves me. A a word of correction to stop me from making a poor choice. Sometimes a prompting to act to include someone to care for somebody. And I'll tell you what, here's, here's, here's what I want. I want that for you. I want that for you. And and if you start small and you pick a moment in your day and begin to intentionally be silent and centered, you're going to find a whole new level of connection with God, a God who truly wants to speak to you. So here's the final encouragement I want to offer you. I I know sometimes when I hear about God whispering, God speaking to me, I can start to get a little paranoid, like, oh my goodness, I got to get this right. I'm going to miss it. Like, like if I don't somehow master the perfect quiet time in, in Scripture or if I don't structure my life in a super spiritual way, then somehow, you know, God is going to say something really important. I'm just going to miss it. And, and what then? And I want you to remember, remember, remember. Remember the story of those disciples on the road to Emmaus. I mean, they were distracted, right? They were in despair. They were in no way operating in some sort of powerful, you know, prayerful, super spiritual way. They were just walking together. And I love this. Jesus shows up and their hearts burned within them. Here's the thing. God can and will show up anywhere in your life. You don't need a master plan in order to hear God speak. You just mostly, mostly what you just need is just to be open. And no, it probably won't be in a whirlwind. It probably won't be in a fire. It probably won't be in an earthquake. Instead, God most likely will show up in the gentlest of whispers. And please hear me. Don't get stressed about trying too hard. That is not the point. The point is this. When the whispers come, hear from God 
and do what he says. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God. And by listening today, you've already taken your first step. And we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.